friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today. It's a great day down here at Health Masters, staying busy as normal, and uh, weather's interesting today. It's cloudy, which has changed. Usually it's pretty sunny lately, but other than that, still an awesome day. And it's interesting, you know, I told everybody last week that we're starting to see this uptick globally of people starting to panic by the potassium iodide and now we're starting to see that people are starting to do full-blown price gouging similar to what they did with the uh, hand sanitizer and so forth during the covid pandemic and let me encourage everybody the dosage you hear about as far as for some type of nuclear fallout 130 milligrams you know for a grown adult is not something you need to take on a regular basis that is in a dire emergency as we've talked about before the 12 and a half milligram molecular iodide that we have on the website that we put together years ago is pretty much the best dosage on a natural daily basis for overall thyroid and overall physical health and immune system so please understand that because I want to make sure people aren't going out and stockpiling this stuff and suddenly taking handfuls of iodine every single day simply because the media is telling them to be scared. Is it a good idea to be prepped up with some extra bottles? Absolutely. Is it a bad idea to go out and pay $149 for a bottle on eBay right now? Yeah, that's a horrible decision. I wouldn't do that at all. There's too many other companies out there and high-quality ones like the ones that we manufacture, molecular iodine, and I haven't raised the price on it at all. I mean, we have a decent supply in. I have more on order right now to stay stocked up on it. And so there's no reason to be out there price gouging people and paying these absorbent prices when you can get extremely high quality still right here at Health Masters if you need to do so. Zero Hedge brought up an article yesterday talking about how Costco and a lot of other places are already starting to run out of storable food. That, I believe, and one thing that I have told people repeatedly, especially when it comes to food and supplies and stuff like that that are staple items, you know, food and water is something you pretty much have to have to survive. You don't wait until the last minute for something to happen because the way things have gone and the way we've seen things occur over the last couple of years, it's no doubt. That sometimes if the media and the banker boys and the deep state and the government want to do something very rapidly and change the narrative, they can do so very quickly. Ironically enough now, as I guess so many people have been blasting him, and I guess the narrative in Ukraine hasn't quite worked as well because too many people have started to forget about why they were supposed to be scared of the COVID virus. They have now tried to bring COVID back and resurrect it again after Albert Borla, CEO of Pfizer, as I talked about on Sunday, has now come out now and said that a fourth booster shot is needed immediately and that everybody needs to get their shot and it's about to be rolled out. Fauci, the roach apparently wanted to rear his ugly head from out under a rock. The, the fear dictator Anthony Fauci declared Monday that Americans need to get their fourth COVID shot. Ironically, the day after Albert Borla said the Pfizer shot is coming out, it's pretty abundantly clear now, if you guys have watched anything from a psychological standpoint, that Fauci is nothing more than basically a highly, highly overpaid sales rep for Pfizer and Moderna. I mean, it's, you, you can't even you can't even question it anymore. The timing and his behavior. He went on to say that I think we're fought, we're not done when it comes to vaccines, and we're definitely going to need a fourth shot immediately. This comes right on the heels of Monday of Europe saying that a new Delta Cron variant has now been detected, and that everybody needs to be scared of the new Delta Cron variant because it's got the Delta and the Omicron variants combined with it. 
Everybody needs to be scared of it. The, C, the, the World Health Organization technical lead, Maria, cautioned that the pandemic is far from over. No, I can tell you right now, living in the state of Florida for the last two and a half years, the pandemic is far from over. The lies that they're continuing to tell everybody that how people are going to the hospital and dying from COVID, I have verified with numerous doctors that are awake that is a complete and total lie. There is a significant portion, however, of people that are going to the hospital with adverse events after getting this injection. As it was very clear, and we talked about in detail, with the 50,000-page release from Pfizer that had the Freedom of Information Act that had to be released on their clinical research trials and how unbelievably horrific the trials were, and one doctor even saying when he looked at the trials that this should have never even been considered to go further in the clinical trials because of how dangerous and side-effect-ridden this shot is. This also comes on the heels of Thailand paying out over 15,933 people already for adverse COVID reactions. They said from May 19, 2021 to March 8 this year, Thailand's National Health Security Office has paid out 1.5 billion bots, which is around $45 million, to financial aid to people who suffered adverse reactions after receiving the COVID injection. They said in cases of death or permanent disability, each family will receive roughly $11,900, which I don't know what that's supposed to do if your family died and barely even covers burial expenses here. If basically they lost a limb or sustained disability, which affected their livelihood, they got $7,178. And if they had a chronic illness, they got paid $2,990. So far, a total of 15,933 complaints have been recorded and paid out over the COVID-19 shot in literally less than a one-year time span. Now, that right there has to make you question a whole lot of stuff. The fact that you have that many people in Thailand that are already going forward and trying to get paid for adverse events. You have the VAERS data system showing that we've had over a million adverse events in the United States. You have the Euro basically reporting system with millions of adverse events over there, and yet we're still actually even discussing in the news about why it's okay to bring out another shot from this unbelievably sick company now that has been basically the forefront of being the RNA injection producer. It's funny because I told you guys yesterday, we were on the show, that basically Albert Borla came out and almost started disconnecting himself on why they used RNA technology, but then went on to talk about how great it was. This is what they do on a regular basis, is they try to keep people to go in the same direction that they want them to. This is so important that people get the truth out there, because it was funny, yesterday I went on Market Watch, and most of the comments when it comes to vaccine articles on Market Watch is usually pretty pretty kind of leftist a lot of people don't really you know they're not too conservative in the comment section of market watch but it's interesting to read some stuff and what's funny is almost every single comment that i read in the article about the new covid shot yesterday was completely negative towards the covid shot wasn't even wasn't even remotely considering it. what even one guy said i got the pfizer shot two shots three weeks later i got incredibly sick like a month later after that i then caught covid and essentially, I'm done with this. I'm going to let my natural immune system continue to take care of itself and stop playing this vaccine roulette. What are you saying? And then there's like about 10, 15 other comments very, very similar to that. This is really, really important because it is so crucial that people do not forget 
about what they're continually trying to do, everybody, with the lockdowns, with the masks. Because quite frankly, and I was concerned about this, I figured they put so much time and energy into COVID. What they tried to do is exactly what I said. People were unbelievably bad about COVID. The fear was wearing off. People were waking up. They released the Pfizer documents about what happened in the clinical trials. It was all timed perfectly. Suddenly, February 25th, this whole conflict with Ukraine and Russia, everybody focuses all their negative energy and hatred and animosity and bitterness onto Russia now because Russia's the boogeyman. Now that everybody's gotten mad at Russia and staying mad at Russia, now we need to remind everybody that a new variant's come out now and they need to get a new shot immediately because it's about to get approved. And now we're going to spin the wheel again and take everybody back to the fear factory for the bad ideas and say, hey, listen, now you guys need to get this force shot because, you know, you're not sick enough from it. People have to keep standing up and staying free because if people keep allowing this to occur and people keep going along with it, it is never going to stop. It will be perpetual BS, so to speak, for perpetuity as long as people keep complying. The answer is simply no. It's pretty much like we did in the state of Florida. The answer is just no. I mean I went to Publix last night with the kids to pick up some stuff about 7 o'clock at night, and Publix now has dropped all the mask mandates. They said, we're done with the mask mandates. They dropped that a couple weeks ago. Finally, I mean, it took long enough. And it was funny. I walked into Greenwise about a week ago or about two weeks ago when I, when they dropped the mask mandate as far as for their employees. And I didn't know it. And I walked in, and there wasn't like a single person in the entire store wearing a mask, including employees. And it caught my eye. For a split second, I was like, what's going on here? There's something going on. And then I looked at him. I went, None of the employees were wearing masks. I said, oh, about time. Public started stopped acting like fools. And one of the guys was standing there, and I started clapping. I literally started clapping. Middle store, as soon as I walked in, everybody starts looking at me. And I said, put my arms up, and I said, they finally removed the moronic mask mandate for public's employees. And one of the guys looks at me and goes, yes, it's about time. Thank you. And I said, I am actually very happy for you guys. I said, I couldn't think of anything more stupid to continue doing to public's employees because they always try to keep public's employees at a very high level of accountability when it comes to customer service as far as taking care of everybody, making sure they need anything, extremely nice. And so I commend them for that. But the mask thing was a nightmare. And so last night I went back in with the kids to get some food and – the entire store, I mean, like nobody in there. I saw one person wearing a mask, and he had it below his chin. He probably forgot he had it on because a lot of people have just done that. They just put it around their chin, and they don't, they don't take it off all day long. And I thought, wow, finally some people are finally starting to not live in fear. So, of course, what do we have now? We have the Delta Cron variant that we don't even know what it is or how it is or if it's even a variant. We just said it's there, so you need to get a shot now. Unreal, not surprising, but again, this is why you don't live in fear. This is why you use cognitive reasoning skills to make a real decision about real issues and basically take care of yourself and your body and your natural immune system. Almost every single person that I've talked to and I've worked with and I've told them, hey, make sure you're taking the vitamin C. Make sure you're hammering the D3 and zinc. I've even told people that they're like, man, I can't really you know, afford you know, yours on there. I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. We got a coupon code occasionally. If not, I said, at least go to the store and get some vitamin C and start basically taking it. You know, Even some cheap stuff. It's not going to work nearly as well. It's not going to have the quercetin, the antioxidants. I said, but if you're on a really, really tight budget and you're really sick and you need something right now, I said, anything's better than nothing for the most part. 
I said, make sure you're getting vitamin C powder. Don't get the tablets because they're absolutely horrible. Most vitamin C tablets don't dissolve at all. I said, but if you really need something, I said, I can have some to you next day air. And I've done that for numerous customers now. It's got the next day air and second day air packages when they need stuff in a hurry. And that's what we try to do is keep everybody taken care of the best we can and get the truth out there. But I just thought it was so funny. Everybody, including Tucker Carlson, numerous people have been calling and asking, where in the world's Where's the world's Fauci? It's like, where's Waldo? Where, where's he gone? He just disappeared. Well, it's funny. Sunday, Albert Borla talks about a fourth shot's about to be approved from Pfizer. Then all of a sudden, Fauci rears his ugly head to make sure he tells everybody, you need to get your vaccine. You gotta get your vaccine because I'm, I'm the Fuhrer. I'm gonna run around and get your vaccine now. And I'm like, golly, shut up, dude. Terminate this guy. Get rid of him. Nobody ever wants to see this clown again. So again, Remember the truth and remember what's really going on, and don't forget what they did and lied to us about for the last two years, especially when it comes to new lies and new narratives. They're, they're going to keep trying to reiterate in the near future again, Deb. What do you think? Very well said, Austin. Great opening. Okay, you covered a lot of stuff. Let me kind of run back through this again. Uh, the Fuhrer, Fauci, basically. I'm surprised he hasn't done Zig Heils and Goose Stepped and clipped his heels together. I mean, I just the guy's unbelievable. He's like a caricature of everything that we don't want in the United States. He's just an absolute just peasant rat as far as I'm concerned. But yet he still is being brought to the forefront. Now, again, we've talked about this in depth. He's a character on the stage of the Kabbalist Luciferian weirdos. And they have given him tremendous authority, tremendous notoriety, and tremendous exposure in the last two and a half years. I mean, until two and a half years ago, nobody even knew who Anthony Fauci was. Uh, the presidents of the United States have bowed to him, you know, both Trump and Biden. And he's told them what to do, and he's, they've done it. They've given the CDC the ability to declare emergencies and put masks on everybody when they have no authority whatsoever by the Constitution to do that. And yet the vast majority of the population in America has complied to that and said, OK, the CDC has come in and said, we need a shot. We need another shot. We need another shot. We need another shot. And yet nobody looks at the relationship between the CDC Fauci and Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and all of the weird underpinnings that are going on behind the scenes as to how these shots got approved in which they never were given real authorization. If you look at the research and the data, they're still operating under an emergency use authorization, which allows the companies that are giving these clot shot kill shots immunity from prosecution. All this stuff we've got to add before I say anything else. I've got a friend now, and I've had multiple friends that have come down with neurological issues after they've taken the shot, after I have pleaded with them not to do the shot, primarily because they want to go on cruises or go on vacation and go to Europe. And this goes on and on, all the way from spontaneous cancers to severe neurological damage to now being given all types of testing, trying to find out why they have this neurological damage. And the problem is, is that these clot shots, these spike proteins, can pass through the blood-brain barrier. Now, and this is there's a reason there's a blood-brain barrier. The body doesn't want certain things getting into the brain and certain things getting past this blood-brain barrier because it doesn't want damage done to the central nervous system. Now, we know because of neuroplasticity that we can have changes in growth, et cetera, et cetera, in the central nervous system and the brain portion of it. But we also know that you know this is a limited growth. We know that when we have extreme damage to the central nervous system, like, for instance, you have your spine severed in half, that you're paralyzed, and we don't have the technology at this point to go in now and try to figure out how to put those nerves back together again to give you motor movement you know, in your extremities. We understand that. 
in fact, we were taught in college years and years ago that there was no no regeneration of the central nervous system. But now we know because of neuroplasticity, the neuroplasticity that the brain can change and grow and develop. However, the spinal cord, et cetera, et cetera, that becomes still a real problem with people. As far as trying to get that repaired, we're trying to work on the technology from a scientific standpoint to do that. Now, this clot shot trauma that we've been imposed, that's been imposed upon us was originally developed through the Office of Naval Intelligence through the Tavistock Institute from World War One, when they found that, that people had their personality split when they were in a trench in a war and after they had been basically shelled for months on end. Shell means explosive mortars are dropped on them, close to them. Many of their friends die because of this, and they become basically in a situation where they disassociate themselves from the situation they're in or their personality split. In other words, the brain leaves and says, I'm not here anymore. I'm a different person now. I'm not dealing with this anymore. So you have a personality breakdown of dysfunction. Well, they learn now through MK Ultra, through Timothy O'Leary, through Laurel Canyon, through the giving the LSD to college students back in the 60s, giving LSD to people who didn't even know they were being given LSD to see what they would do. In fact, some of them jumped out of windows and killed themselves, that they can actually split the personality up over and over and over again, up to 50 different personalities they found, if they keep shocking them, shocking them, shocking them with more trauma-based mind control. That's why it's called that. And so what ends up happening is this is what they've learned to do now to the population of America. There are people out there still to this day that drive around with masks on by themselves in a car. I've seen it, and it's sickening, but they do it. Yesterday, we were walking into our Hispanic neighborhood, and we were trying to find people who spoke English behind us. And finally, we found two college high school kids walking home. They both had masks on. One of them didn't speak a word of English. The girl did. And she was about as sketchy. She's about 17 years old, and Sharon was with me. And we started talking to them, and they were so sketched out that we were actually having a communication with them. Like, they, they know they're not supposed to be here, that they've come in from Haiti or wherever, and they're kind of slid under the Black Rock State Street Vanguard umbrella. They probably don't know that, but they know that something weird happened for them to leave their respective countries and to be given this fancy house, and now they're going to school. So they were about as, how should I say, distant you know as a lightning bolt on the horizon as far as giving us any information then we found another black guy who was there who was real nice and we started talking to him and i asked him about the demographics and he goes you know he says this subdivision is weird he goes it's almost all hispanic in fact you got to go to the far side of the subdivision now to find anybody who speaks english <laughs> and we looked at it and we started laughing we guess we know and he goes it's really odd how these people qualified for loans when they are from another country and they have no source of income i said i know and he goes, well, something's not right here. And I said, I know. We got that. He goes, but the neighborhood's really nice. So I'm looking at it, and I'm kind of trying to analyze what's happening over there. And he was the first person that I found there that actually spoke English, you know, spoke it well, who was basically a Native American. And the thing that was so funny to me is this, is that, you know, we see what's going on. We understand what's going on. And we realize this CIA, Tavistock, mind control, shell shock research, which was continued in the concentration camps, then continued with MK Ultra in this country. And now you go, wait a minute, we didn't continue concentration camp research in the United States of America. Yeah, we did. We, in fact, the German rocket scientists and German Nazi psychologists and psychiatrists and medical doctors that were in the concentration camps, many of them were brought into the United States under Operation Paperclip to do exactly that, to continue mind control experimentation. You say, well, no, they weren't, Ted. 
Okay. Why was it called MK Ultra? In Germany, you don't spell control with a C, you spell it with a K. It was Mint Controller. They even let German scientists name it. Mind Control in German is a K. It was the German scientists that worked in the concentration camps who were working on mass human psychic control who basically were brought here to continue their research. All of that research that was done in those concentration camps was not destroyed as far as what they did with human experimentation. It was brought to the United States and continued under MK Ultra. Trauma-based mind control. Mint controller. K with a K. MK. And that's what they've done. And now they continue to do that with these constant barrages on our psyche of, oh my gosh, Russia's invaded Ukraine. The response should have been everybody in aggregate in the United States. What does that have to do with us? Why is that a problem for us? You know, we don't need to be involved in this. Oh, but no, no, no. Joe, Joe Biden allows millions to cross our southern borders every single year, doesn't do anything, actually relocates them via airplanes. By the way, Joe Biden doesn't do any of this. It's the shadow government run by the Kabbalist Luciferian sect that does all of it, including my neighborhood behind us. Okay, It's that same group that always does all of this stuff. It is the synagogue of Satan. And we've talked about this on numerous shows, and I continue to try to reiterate this for new listeners. This is the group that does it. It's the Satanists that are doing it. And they use this psyop of the yin and the yang, the push and the pull, exactly like Otto Kahn said in his you know, interview way back when, in 1920, in which he said they control both aspects of the Republican and the Democratic Party because they use communism as the break and capitalism as the go button in order to control the outcome by holding the world by its axis. This is that group. This is the group that runs the planet and has done so for thousands and thousands of years. And then you have to ask a question like, Austin, does Fauci actually work for Pfizer? We don't know what's going on in Swiss accounts. We know that 10 billion shots supposedly have been given. We know that. And we know there's a giant psyop being done on everybody. And Florida's about had enough of it because we've got a great governor down here because he keeps saying, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do more COVID theater. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. So now Russia, basically all of this is falling onto the back burner. And Russia has found themselves in a mess apparently in Ukraine in which they didn't realize, again, the manpower. They stepped into the same quagmire they did in Afghanistan, that war they had that bankrupted the Soviet Union. And now the globalists have allowed Russia to go into this again, into this quagmire that has become the Ukraine because of this giant amount of resistance and other countries bringing weapons in to fight the Russians, exactly what happened in Afghanistan. And now Russia's got themselves bogged down because they didn't do a blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg means lightning war. And they should have gone in with their troops, all of their troops. They should have put a million-man army in there if they've got that still standing and walked through Ukraine and walked and done it. They should have done what Hitler did when he went around all the fortifications in France and went to Paris and took over France in a few weeks. You should, they should have done that. They shouldn't have done this, let's do it really, really slow and do an excise amount of what we're going to do. They should have gone in and taken the country and been done with it and been finished rather than giving the Ukraine and the Kabbalist Luciferians the ability to put together a defense, which, of course, all of this has been planned in advance, probably 20 years ago that this was going to happen. And for various reasons, they decided to run ahead and go ahead and run through Ukraine. Is that because they want to give Russia back control of Ukraine or because they want to destroy Russia? 
I don't know. It's so obfuscated at this point. Nobody really knows what's going on over there. We don't even know if anything we're seeing is just COVID theater or Russian theater or Ukrainian theater or whatever's happening over there. We know one thing that, you know, we're being exposed to it on a daily basis because of the media. And now, like you said, Austin, the shell shock of Russia is starting to wear off. So they've got to bring another variant in for another round of vaccines. This is not going to stop. They're going to continue to do this through mind control until they continue to vaccinate the whole planet. Ten billion vaccinations already given. That means a lot of people are coming down with a lot of diseases now that are being diagnosed and misdiagnosed with more COVID and who are dying. Germany's Germany's the worst. Okay, I I don't know what Germany's done. Germany has been so controlled now since World War Two. They're an occupied nation. You know, Angela Merkel, the communist from East Germany, who was put into power there for almost 20 years. She was a nightmare. And she continues to be a nightmare with her policies. And the German people, the problem with the German people, and I can say this because my background's German, is they like to follow the rules. They do. They really like to follow the rules. And if you tell them what to do and you make it so it's clear, they follow the rules. Let me give you an example. You're driving on the Autobahn. This has happened to me personally. Okay, You're driving on the Autobahn. you got three lanes. The right-hand lane is like 70 miles an hour and below. The middle lane is like 70 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour. The right-hand lane is supposed to be all semi-trucks. Middle lane, basically minivans and vehicles that basically are basically work vehicles. And the outside lane are people who want to get somewhere in a hurry, and there's no speed limit. It runs up to 200 miles an hour on the Autobahn. I I had a car there a few years ago, and I actually went to 199 miles an hour on the Autobahn. Me driving. I've got a video of it. I can show you. If you'd like, you come by the house. But the reality is this. You get people in Germany who want to follow the rules. So if the speed limit drops down to 150 miles an hour or 140 miles an hour, 130 miles an hour in an area where it may or may not need to be that speed limit, they'll drive that speed in the left-hand lane to stop you from going around them. Did they self-police over there? It's very expensive to have a driver's license, like $5,000 to get one. And if you lose it, it's very difficult to get it back. So the Germans self-police. So they'll sit there in the left-hand lane at the speed limit when there's nobody out there and the roads are clear. And if you try to go around them on the middle lane, like we do in the United States, which really isn't a safe thing to do, but you can do it here, they go berserk. They start screaming and yelling at you, rolling down the window, flipping you off. I mean, it's ridiculous. Now, the reason I know that is it's happened to me. I've had them do that to me because you're not allowed to pass in the middle of the right-hand lane, only in the left-hand lane. They follow the rules precisely as they're given. So when they're told to vaccinate and then vaccinate and then vaccinate and then vaccinate again, they do it. Now, finally, Germany is starting to wake up and the people are going, Wait a minute, aren't we all getting like sick from the vaccines? Aren't we all like dying? But remember, this is a bioweapon. It's specifically designed to attack white Europeans. Highest uptake ratio, highest death rate. Why? Because they don't want the white Europeans who are still able to think to create a problem for them as far as exposing them from the rooftops and saying, look, we're not going to do this anymore. Kind of like Austin did. When he, when he, I wish I would have been there. When he walks in the Publix the other day and starts applauding, here he is, this big white alpha male going, guess what? I'm happy this isn't happening anymore. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm going to applaud. I'm so glad this is over with. And he broadcasts. Now, the reason I know that really happened, and even though I wasn't there, 
And this is the first I've heard of it. Number one, Austin always tells the truth. And number two, I would have done the same thing. And I have done the same thing at Greenwise now that I know that they're free of this mask mandate. And see, this is the thing. If we're like that and we're bold like that, they don't like that because you're supposed to be a peasant and under the boot, licking their boots, saying, yes, master, yes, master, I'll do whatever you want me to do, master. Don't hit me anymore, master. Don't do that. They don't want you to say, no, how about I'm going to pop you upside the head. I'm going to bust your chops if you do that to me again. The answer is no, I'm not going to. And that's what we used to have in America. Now, I'm going to quote Ralph Waldo Emerson here, and I'm going to say it in a way that you guys understand why i'm using his quote he's a relatively good author i like some of the stuff that he wrote and he said in this quote that i heard originally from zig ziglar my friend who basically i knew very very well for the well he's been gone now for over a year over a decade but here's what Ralph he used to quote emerson in this there's nothing capricious in nature and the implantation of a desire indicates that its gratification is in the constitution of the creature that feels it ralph waldo emerson now, I'm going to explain what that means and why I'm using it on this. In other words, there's nothing fickle about God. In other words, he wouldn't give you a desire to tease you with it. If he gives you a desire, he's given within you the ability to achieve that desire. That's what it means in simple terms. What that means is this. There's nothing capricious with God. He wouldn't have given us the desire to say no to COVID and no, we want our country back and no, we want a renewance of the Constitution of the United States of America and no, we want to get rid of the deep state. He wouldn't have given us the desire that for that without the ability to achieve it. Listen to me, friends. We have the ability to stop this crap. We have it within us, but we got to 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 stiffen up on this stuff and we got to say, hey, no. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to allow this anymore. I'm going to stand out from the rooftops and broadcast and say, how about no? How about H-E double sticks? No. How about I'm not doing this anymore? How about having you guys go pound salt and go somewhere else to some communist country that you've indoctrinated even more with testatotox training? The problem we have in the United States is that we've complied and we've capitulated and we've allowed ourselves as trust fund babies for what they've done you think those boys getting off of those boats on normandy beach and utah beach do you really think that they wanted to be there do you really think that they wanted to have some of their guys machine gunned as soon as they opened the boats up and everybody in the boat died nobody got off the landing craft you think anybody wanted to be on that boat but yet they were volunteering by the millions to go over there to fight that war to stop people like hitler because basically, if you look at the war, we were given a whole bunch of propaganda as why we need to go fight that war, number one. But they were willing to do that because they had enough testosterone and intestinal fortitude and belief in God Almighty himself that they'd be delivered. They could get through this. Well, immediately after that war, if you remember, they started dumping biphenyl A and plastics and chemicals into the water supply, into the fluid supply, including fluoride, including estrogen compounds to take that testosterone and drop it back down through the floor. I mean, to the point that a lot of guys now have to have supplemental testosterone because they can't even produce it anymore. And so without testosterone, that's the, that's the hormone that makes you feel like a man and walk like a man and act like a man and walk into Publix and say, thank God almighty, 
that this mask mandate is gone. That's the testosterone that gives you the ability to do that. They don't want that. They want a group of men who you can't tell if they're a boy or a girl. They walk around, you go, is that a guy or is that a girl? Friends, that is not of God. God did not create us man and woman and it. He didn't do that. But the human beings, these Kabbalist Luciferians, have come in now, and they have so adulterated the human genome by adding all of these hormones in. These children are being created in utero and their mama's belly and basically giving them this estrogen when they're supposed to be boys, and they've changed them, made them very feminized, that suddenly we have this group of people now that want to be called it's, or they have to have their proper pronoun. This college university, I was sent this link yesterday. This girl had talked about her faith in Christ. And suddenly the college administration said that it was microaggression that she was talking about Jesus. And she couldn't associate with the people anymore in her graduate program because of her microaggression. Because she shared her faith? And see, and this is the problem we have. We've allowed these people in charge, this synagogue of Satan, which is what the Bible calls it, to change us and to make us into something else. And now they're giving us mRNA shots to permanently change us from a genetic standpoint. It's like Klaus Schwab said, you won't have a choice. You'll change because we're going to change your DNA. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. How about you go to H-E double sticks, Klaus Schwab? I've had enough of you, your weirdoness and the weird outfit you wear and that sick thing you were wearing on the beach when you had that picture taken of yourself. You're a pervert, you sick weirdo. And we're not going to listen to you, and we're not going to go quietly down the night, into the night, thinking that you're okay, and these Kabbalists are okay, and these Luciferians are not, are okay, because they're not okay, because we will stand with the Most High God, and with Jesus Christ, who he sent to us to deliver us from the evil one, which is you bunch of weirdo sickos. That's the stand that we need to take. <laughs> That's the resolve that we need to have. Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. And my footsteps are ordered by the Lord. I believe that for all of you. And I pray that for all of you every single day. Plus I station angels around you. I plead the blood of Jesus over you. And I put a hedge of thorns around all of you for protection. You've got to stand like it says in Ephesians. No matter what else happens, you've got to stand like they did on the beaches of Normandy. We're fighting for the very soul, the very essence of the United States of America right now. And if we want to save this country, what's left of it, and bring it back to what it once was and supposed to be, and bring back Jesus as the center point of this country, we have to stand together right now. <laughs> My friend who's got the neurological damage now from the spike proteins, this guy's like a brother to me. And I pleaded with him not to take that shot, but he wanted to go on a cruise. Guys, sometimes you can't go on the cruise. <laughs> sometimes you just can't get on the airplane to go to Europe to go travel. Sometimes you just can't comply with these guys. Sometimes you just got to say no, and you got to stand your ground. Listen to me, friends. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. And then when we leave this planet, we get to be with him in glory and in heaven forever. And we want to hope and pray that he says to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's our goal, guys.
continue to stand your ground and continue to fight. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, it's well said, and this is why it's so important to get the truth out there because the people, there's so many people out there that, that want to know what's going on, and a lot of them just don't have access to it or they're not really sure or they're confused or they're so basically you know, propagandized by the mainstream media. They're not really – they don't know what direction to go, and that's why it's so important. You constantly stay active and get stuff out there and try to talk to more people. And If you're out in public having a conversation with somebody and continuing to try to at least – throw snippets of knowledge and truth out there. For example, the mainstream media and the Biden administration, they have done an incredibly effective job at this. And they're figuring out, again, from a political and from a propaganda mind control standpoint, how effective social media is. Now, I'm not a fan of TikTok. I don't even have one. I don't really understand the whole point of doing lip sync songs and other stupid stuff. But that's not that doesn't discount the point that now the White House is using TikTok influencers to try to confuse and propagandize the youth. There's an article now that came out from Daily Mail UK, which surprises me they're actually talking about this, but I guess they're just going to blatantly talk about it. They're using multiple influencers. One of them, her name was Ellie Zyler. She's 18 years old, who has over 10 million followers on TikTok. Now, I may not like TikTok. You may not like TikTok, but at the end of the day, TikTok is an extremely large social media platform for young teenagers. This is what it is. Having somebody that has over 10 million active followers, that's not discounted. You have to know that there's a lot of people that are going to see and listen to what she says, and they're going to believe her. And she does a video and blatantly says, I've been in contact with the White House, and everybody's asking me why gas is so expensive and why the United States inflation is at a four-time decade high. Okay, okay let, let's, let's hear where you're going to go with this. She goes, I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is $7 a gallon now. And she said, the first obvious reason is we're getting out of a two-year pandemic. So supply is basically the same, but use has gone up, which is that not even accurate at all. The, the people and the supply and basically the demand for fuel has not changed significantly whatsoever. People have been traveling for the last year, year and a half now does not change dramatically. All of a sudden, in a couple of weeks, people started driving because the pandemic's over. That's a complete and total lie. If that was the case, then you'd see all these large states like Florida and Texas and everything that everybody's been coming down to and vacationing in, then we should have had a massive, massive increase of demand. So again, doesn't even make sense, but it's a good lie. It's a good propaganda piece to say to an 18-year-old on TikTok. Then she goes on to say, but the main call is predominantly about Ukraine and Russia. So how does that relate? And then she goes on to talk about how Russia is one of the top three producers of oil. And basically, Putin started this horrific fight between Ukraine and Russia, and nobody wants to work with him anymore. So that is why the fuel price has gone up so high, which, again, is a complete and total lie. This started from the Biden administration. Oh, excuse me. This started with the Trump administration. When you start going in and you start running $1.5 trillion budgets, and not budgets, basically stimulus packages. And wasn't it funny? Wasn't it ironic? It took months, months for them to figure out how they could get their $1,200 stimulus check to all the Americans. They basically put out of business, but yet it took literally Congress one night to give themselves a 20% pay raise quietly on the new budget bill for $1.5 trillion. Do you want to see what the real inflationary rate is? That's the real inflationary rate, what Congress just bumped themselves up in pay, 20%. 
That's the real inflation area now, my friends. Not manipulated 7.5%, 20% what the real numbers are. Because when you look at every single item, fruit and vegetables, used cars, airfare, gasoline, cereal, meat and poultry, everything's up 20, 30 plus percent, period. They're lying to everybody and telling everybody that, oh, this, this is all Ukraine. Ukraine can't run fuel prices up in one week, two weeks. Can't cause meat and gas, to, meat, meat to go up for the last two years by 30%. How did Ukraine do that for the last two years? Riddle me that. It's not. Again, it's propaganda and lies. And now there's church searching the TikTokers to try to convince the younger population in order to confuse them. This is not a joke. This is why... Mind control, as I was just talking about earlier, is so effective. This is the same reason why nobody is wanting to talk about the 15 different bioweapon labs that were in Ukraine that the United States was funding and operating. We're just going to ignore that. We're going to all keep saying that, oh, Russia is basically spreading fake news about this. It's not fake news. The U.S. Embassy specifically had it listed on their website. You can go all the way back to Obama being involved in it in 2005. This stuff is not – this is documented. This isn't – Cold War propaganda that Russia's using. Now, are they over there for that specific reason? I think they are, but I could be wrong. Do I think that's probably why they didn't do a full blitzkrieg when they came in? Possibly. They were trying to do targeted areas towards targeted bioweapon labs that they knew. Possibly. But like Dan said, too, how much of it's theater, how much of it's fake news, and how much of it's obfuscation to get people to change their narrative and focus their energy on another country while they get everything lined up for Pfizer to get approval on their fourth shot. How much was that? Don't know. One thing I do know is I told Dad this yesterday because I couldn't – I've been on a hard time understanding it because I've been talking to real estate agents. and I'm, you know, I've been in the markets in and out with different stuff. and The housing market, obviously people are saying, oh, it's gone up you know, 30% because the demand. The demand, the demand, the demand. Demand keep up, can't, The demand is outreaching supply. You know, Supply can't keep up with demand. And I kept asking, I said, well, what, what's, what's the driving demand? Well, there's just not enough houses for everybody. There's just, there's such a demand for people to buy houses. And I said, why are we having a massive uptick in house purchases? I said, this doesn't, as far as, how's the supply not there? Because I pulled up a, a graph scale of number of existing homes sold in the United States from 2005 to 2023. 2018, there were 5.3 million houses sold. 2019, there were almost exactly 5.3 million houses sold. 2020, there were 5.6 million houses sold. Uh, 2021, like the peak market, there were right at 6 million houses sold. So there hasn't been this massive uptrend in sales, but they're saying that there is no supply to keep up with demand. Well, here's my million-dollar question. Where's all the demand coming from? Were people just homeless and nobody knew that there were millions of people homeless that now suddenly can buy houses? No, that's not it at all. That's actually virtually impossible of an explanation. The main thing we're starting to see now, and this is where the numbers started coming together. In the first year of office, last year in 2021, and also happened a lot in 2020 after they stopped the border wall, last year alone over 2 million illegal immigrants came into the United States across the southern border. Over 2 million, and that's the number that they have on record. They immediately opened up the U.S. southern border at the beginning of 2021. Only 59,000 illegals were deported that first year in office. Now, what you also have to remember, too, this is discussing on people coming across the southern border illegally. This is not factoring in the amount of people that it came in from Syria and that came in from basically Afghanistan. Remember all that, that whole debacle? 
why is there such a massive demand for housing in the United States and such a limited supply when I've been in the housing market for years now? I've built my own personal house over the last two years. All of a sudden, this massive uptick in houses and basically not being able to buy houses at the end of COVID in 2020 suddenly now puts this pinch on the market where everything's going up 20 30% with the inflation dropping on top of it. We still can't have enough supply. Can't keep up. Still, every time I'm really can't keep up. Can't keep up. Can't keep up. No supply. No supply. No supply. Okay, our population growth is at three, four, five, six, seven times higher than it was before. So why explains this? Well, you start looking at the numbers. Two plus million illegals across the southern border last year alone. Now there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of refugees out of Afghanistan. Same out of Syria. I'm sure more are going to be pouring in from Ukraine now. Constantly bringing in outside elements to the United States. Hmm. Isn't that what started to happen in Rome? Isn't that what collapsed Rome? You start having all these individuals from different countries unload into one country and get full subsidies. It's interesting that BlackRock and Vanguard, I've personally seen numbers where they go in and talk to investors where these developers will have houses on the books ready to build subdivisions, and BlackRock and Vanguard will come in and buy up the entire subdivision cash, cash purchase, buy the whole subdivision. you got 200 houses in the subdivision. Here's a hard number on it. We'll get basically 50% now, 50% when the subdivision is complete. They go, hey, done much better than that. I don't even have to deal with basically trying to get realtors or trying to sell the houses or nothing. Like They're already, they're already pre-sold. I've heard that so many times when I've talked to people subdivision. Dude, the subdivision is already pre-sold. It's pre-sold. Yeah, those, all those houses, like all those lots over there are already sold. The houses are sold. Everything's already sold. Like, but you're not even – you haven't even started the footer. The house isn't even ready. And then you still, still got to scrape it. Yeah, no, sorry, it's sold. Been sold. Okay. Then you start asking yourself the question, where's the demand coming from that can't keep up? There you go right there as far as with the supply can't keep up with it. Now you start seeing what's happening. They're bringing in the outside elements in the United States in order to keep their voting polls the way they want it because, quite frankly, I think they can only cheat so far. They have to continue to make sure they're bringing in as many people as they can to continue to keep the Democrats being voted for and basically the hardcore left policies being voted for. This is not a joke, and it's happening right in front of us. And as we're starting to see it occur more and more and more, that's why you're also seeing such an uptick in violence in a lot of these cities and states that will not enforce laws that have gone completely and totally just Erroneous. I mean, don't even don't even do that. Washington State, Southern California, seeing a lot of New York, Chicago. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Sadly enough, this isn't even. A, it's a funny story, but it's not funny at all. Amazon now is temporarily removing workers from downtown Seattle due to the violent crime wave. Up to eighteen hundred employees are affected by the move. He said, essentially, they're making it so employees don't have to travel to the area to see a massive spate of violent crime. They said given recent incidences, North 3rd and Pine were providing employees currently at the location of alternative office space elsewhere. And you, if you look up the reports, you see all this massive violence. You see the same thing in Portland. You see the same thing in Seattle. When you start bringing in people and you start increasing the amount of people that essentially don't have anything to do, and especially now that we've seen so many people as far as with the drug epidemic in the United States with the opioids and everything else, and they've pushed, they intentionally produced the market. They built the clientele with the Sackler family with OxyContin in the 2000s, pushed the drug, made it so easy to get opiates. It was a joke. I mean, oh, I twisted my wrist. Oh, here you go. Here's a 90-day supply of 20-milligram OxyContin. Be careful with it. Let me know if you need a refill. 
I mean, it was stupid how easily people were getting pills. Then all of a sudden, what they do? Cut the supply on it, pushed in the fentanyl, pushed in the heroin, flipped it. Was much, much harder drugs. Then now you've got this massive drug epidemic. And look at California. Southern California has turned into a hellhole, and I mean that literally. I mean, I told you just in the video, guy in the gutter, dressed up nice, in the middle of a knife fight with a homeless guy stabbing him in broad daylight, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, in the middle of, like, down by Hollywood Drive. Just mass looting of trains every single day. Piles of trash knee-high by the train stations. Because they literally just jump on the trains with bolt cutters and strip everything out of the boxcars and steal it all. That's how lawless it's gotten in these areas. This is why you have to have levels of defense all the way down to a civilian level. This is why it's so important that you know how to defend yourself and you have the ability and means to defend yourself. This is why almost every single state that you see come in and put in just absolutely egregious gun laws on the books and prevent law-abiding citizens from being able to defend themselves, invariably this always happens Every single time. We don't live in a Pollyanna world. There are bad people out there that do bad things. And when those bad people know that you can also be a bad person if you need to be, what continues to keep things civil in society is that individuals know the degree of violence that can be presented at any given point in time if they decide they go that route. When you start dealing with a population that thinks – all the other people that I'm dealing with right now, all the civilians that I'm dealing with, there's there's no repercussions. They're not going to do anything. They're just basically big pansies. They don't have a gun on them. I can do whatever I want to them. You have this aspect of lawlessness that starts to occur. When you have criminals that go, well, you know what? I don't know if I really want to go that route because I'm probably going to get shot in the face if I go after them right there because just about everybody's got a pistol on them down here. Well, you know what? I'm just going to probably pass on that. I'm just going to kind of take a step back and maybe reevaluate what I need to do with my life. That's just the sad part about it, but it's the truth part about it. It's the facts that are life right now, and that's why it's so important. And it goes back all the way past firearms. You can go back all the way through recorded history, all the way back to medieval times and so forth, when it became evident that people had to have the ability to be able to defend themselves. This is why the Second Amendment was so extremely important when they put the Bill of Rights together. Because remember, in England, you couldn't just grab a firearm that you wanted. The red coach would straight shoot you if they caught you with a firearm and they didn't want you to have one. They'd just hang you from the bridge or put you in the stockade if you got in a fight with a red coat and you basically beat him up. They were like royalty. You couldn't touch them. They could do whatever they wanted to you. There was a film about – there's a movie on that called uh, Spies, basically, and it was about the spies during the Revolutionary War on both sides. And there was a scene in there, and, and the red coats come into this bar. They take everything over. They don't want to pay for any of their bill, and basically one of them spills their drink on the bartender, and he's like, dude, what are you doing? And Redcoat jumps up, pushes him, basically the bartender knocks him out. All of a sudden, they put him in the stockade. They seize his property, take all of his stuff, leave him outside for like three days in the stockade to rot, all of his property. His house, cows, property, everything. This has now been taken by basically the England, and uh, sorry, we've taken everything now. Have fun. Because he punched the red coat. That's how bad it got with those guys, and that's why they were willing to fight tooth and nail to defend this country and make it a great nation and not give up and stand their ground, as Dad said. 
because they knew what happens is when you allow this to continue to escalate to this level, when you start allowing people to tell you what has to be injected into your body against your will when you know it's blatantly toxic, when you start having people tell you that you have to stay at home and you can't leave your house, or if you go paddleboarding outside by yourself in the ocean when they tell you you can't, you go to jail. When you start allowing those things to go unchecked and you just pretend to forget about them, that they didn't occur – that's always the route that this goes every single time. Tyrants don't stop because you're nice to them. Tyrants stop because they know what you're about to do to them if they don't stop. This is why I said a long time ago, the only way to deal with a bully is head on. You can't sit there and keep giving your lunch money to a bully and expect him, well, maybe one day he'll be nice to me and he'll stop being mean to me if I keep being nice to him. It doesn't work that way. It never has in recorded history. The money changers didn't walk out of the temple and put all their stuff up because Jesus asked them to politely leave. He straight flipped their tables over and started beating them until he pushed them out. That's the only way they were getting out of the temple and stopped doing their unjust scales. Don't forget that. So continue, my friends, to keep up the truth and continue to stand up for freedom and what's right. What do you think, Dad? Well, that's really well said. You know, Jesus didn't go in there and just try to negotiate with them. <laughs> he just ran them out. And that's the only thing that a bully understands. And that's the reason, like I mentioned in my earlier segment, that they've gone in now and they've lowered the testosterone levels in so many guys because they don't want the guys to stand up for it. I mean, you see, when you have a person being beaten in a gutter in, you know, in Southern California, by a homeless guy who's basically pretty much, you know, you know, on some type of drugs and wants to get his fix of, you know, fentanyl or, you know, heroin. You know, you start to realize very, very quickly that, you know, this problem that the CIA created with the Sackler family, with, you know, with, with you know, with the with the um, with Purdue getting all these people hooked. Like the other day, let me give you an example. I have a shoulder injury this last week. Tremendous pain from it. It's better now, thank you. And I thank you guys for praying. And what happened, it was kind of strange because when the doctor gave me the prescription for some painkillers, he gave me three days, three days supply. And I said, dude, what do I have to do? If this isn't better in three days, we have to come back and get painkillers again from you. Yes, that's our policy here in the hospital. We want to get three days of supply out. That's it. And I said, okay. I said, that's weird. And he goes, well, no, that's because of the problems that we've had with the opiates, you know, and the painkillers here in the United States. And I said, well, I'm not going to take these, all of them anyhow, so it doesn't really matter. So I ended up taking one of them, which popped, which stopped the inflammatory cascade, and I was done with it. I haven't taken another one since. That was on Saturday. And see, the thing that's so funny about this is they've got these people hooked on these opiates by giving them a prescription for 90 days, right? And then you turn right back around, and they go back to the doctor to try to get more. Now you can't get more, so what you have to do, you have to go out to the street vendors to buy the stuff that you want, which creates a huge source of revenue for the CIA and black ops to be run through the Exchange Stability Fund. It was all pre-planned to create the demand by getting these people addicted. That's why we have 60, 70, 80 million people now in the United States addicted to opiates. Well, a lot of these guys are very addicted. They didn't stop using the opiates when they couldn't get them anymore. They ended up basically going to the street to get their product, and that's what they've done. There's an article here from um, – and it says there's fentanyl in everything. Four new hospitalizations are linked to fentanyl just days after spring breakers have overdosed. This is from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Fentanyl in everything. I've got a good friend of mine. His son had a problem with drugs, had a problem with drugs for 20 years, and ended up getting injected with what he thought, I guess, was heroin, and ended up having fentanyl in it and was dead almost immediately. Sharon's brother. Todd, he's dead. He died like seven, eight years ago now from a heroin overdose. So they told us on 
the investigator told us when we were sitting there over in Orlando where this happened that we were on heroin highway. It was, it was Colonial Drive. And he said that they don't even investigate the deaths now of these people dying of heroin because there's so many of them there on heroin highway. And that the problem is the stuff coming out of Afghanistan is so pure that these addicts don't realize that it's that pure. They don't cut it like they used to, and they inject it in, and they die on the spot. This is the problem we have in the United States because of that. By the way, the new, new DHS rules, Department of Homeland Security, on extremism are now targeting those who question the 2020 election or COVID policies. You can't make this stuff up. The Department of Homeland Security has released new guidelines guidelines on extremist behavior, which include questioning the 2020 presidential election, the breach of the Capitol on January the 6th, or the COVID pandemic and mandates. Over half of the U.S. population questioned the 2020 election. The memo acknowledges that DHS struggles to define exactly what extremist behavior actually means. So now if you question the narrative on the COVID mess or question the narrative on January the 6th, you're basically being could be investigated by the DHS, Department of Homeland Security. Guys, this is George Orwell on steroids. Just remember this. Keep looking to Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. And you stand your ground with everything. It's like Rand Paul said here a while back. They can't put all of us in jail. The jails can't hold us all. Austin, you got anything else to say, buddy? Go ahead and finish it up. Absolutely. Appreciate it, my friends. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week on sale for the last day, the Superfood Complete. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.